Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. We'll go back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it to you live with another episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign with the Adventure of the Kings and the quest Gorgareth. We are here live at the top of uh, the mountain peak. We are here in the icy layer of Eindindareth. And our oh, party. Her. So that's role playing for you. <laughs> but uh, our party are just about ready to take on the mighty Frostworm itself. Not that kind of Frostworm. Frostworm with a Y. Why? I'll tell you why. Because he's scary and cold. But uh, we're on the doorstep, just dealt with a whole bunch of gobos and bugbos. And uh, after finding Chief Rakrata, the bugbear chieftain, who uh, was definitely very moved, uh, no pun intended, after Jarzak pulled her from a ledge and broke this poor innocent old lady's hip. Uh, but she was very moved by the party sparing her and helping out with the, you know, not killing her there. It's kind of doing a solid, right? The uh, chieftain had explained that she was stuck between a rock and a hard place. The dragon had been moved from the mountain over in the Akeratos Mountains and was moved by the uh, Herald of Steel himself. Um, the party so graciously gave her an opportunity to sort of redeem herself and her gobo friends. If they left, went back down the mountain, went off to Dwarvish lands or off to uh, Enton and the Quarrydale. Uh, in hopes of banding together against the Iron Maelstrom and all the other spooky evil shit that's been happening. Um, but right now, the chiefess, before she leaves, offered the party whatever gear she had left in her steading and offered the party healing, um, getting everybody back to full health. Definitely not because I'm scared to kill the party in a TPK. Um, but she also has all the gear left behind. Um, yeah. So Starbreeze is still here in case anybody cared. Uh, I'll take that silence Anton's as meaning you guys care. Anton's going to advise him that he really shouldn't be involved in this next battle. That if he values the so Azeroth, and for some reason we don't make it out of there, someone has to. He's from Amaroth, not Azeroth. Look, Sorry. as much as he cares about his World of Warcraft characters, <laughs> somebody else will Sorry. play them. <laughs> but the guild the guild Anton <laughs> sorry 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 <laughs> I'm just saying these lawyers have been knocking on my door and I'm just not letting them in 
but you know um but yeah he he just says as he kind of holds his crossbow and uh, starts to reload it uh preparing another quarrel for the crossbow after he had shot the chief does as well uh but he reloads it and he looks over to you with a, a look on his face of somebody who's kind of submitted themselves to whatever fate might be before him seeing a look of resignation bravery and apathy all kind of blended into one half elf smoothie uh but he says to you if i'm not there to fight the fight and live it myself It'll just be fiction. Whatever stories I have to tell will be stories that I wasn't part of. And as he holsters the uh, crossbow and puts it back over his shoulder in the most pompous way possible, he says, besides, think about how cool I'll be if I survive. And the crossbow quarrel falls out of the holster. It lands on the ground with a clank that scares him and he jumps. Well, if he gets eaten, we don't have to bury him, right? He laughs nervously. That's a cruel thing to think of. But yes. All right. Well, just the party's plan. Are they going to follow her to where she has to? Uh, well, I guess she explains that she knows of another entrance up to Eindindra's frozen lair and explains that it's sort of like a, a tunnel passageway that she used to use to get up to have meetings with him. Um, but explains also that at this point in time, the dragon may be well aware of their presence and might be guarding that specific location. But she says she only knows of two ways into it, the front door and that porthole in the bottom. That would be very helpful. Okay. And then she offers you guys all the goods that she has here. And says some of them might be of use, other ones might not, but. What does she got? She's got uh, a pole of angling, a sort of bamboo staff that she's got here that's perfectly prepped and ready to become a magical little fishing rod at the, uh, at the couple of flicks of the wrist there. She has uh, a couple of potions, both of them labeled in goblin on the front to be potions of animal friendship. She also has an interesting bracelet that looks like it's made entirely of some of the most bloodthirsty looking like razor blade thorns. They're all just kind of wrapped around for like a single ringlet around a wrist. She says it's magical, uh, says it offers protection from natural pricks and ends and offers you also a single bag, which she explains to you is probably worth more than anything here as it is a bag of magical beans. Do you, do you eat the beans? She says, I wouldn't advise it. What, what do you do with them then? She <laughs> says you're supposed to plant them. Or just dump them on the ground, I suppose. But what, what makes some magic? Clicky can do that with regular beans. They have very special fancy effects. Some of them are very dangerous. And some of them could kill the party, she says. So nobody would really recommend that you use these unless it's a dire emergency. Hmm. Okay. 
Well, it seems like Anton should be carrying something like that. I guess I'll take the bracelet with the bee. Is it is the bracelet come with the bag of beans or is the bag of beans separate from the bracelet? She's willing to give it to you as a combo package if you'd like a large Coke with it. <laughs> I'll get the bracelet with a side of beans and a large Coke. Would you like the Azeroth? Spe- yeah, welcome to the Azeroths. I'm more curious what the bracelet does, but I'll put the beans into my inventory. Dumps the sack of beans, they just start exploding in her. <laughs> no. But the, uh, I mean, she just explains that while you're wearing the bracelet, you can't be harmed by any sort of like natural barbs or thorns, and you leave no footsteps in any natural environment. Did anyone else have dibs for that bracelet? Mm, no, click is good. Uh, Norhill might be able to get some use out of it. Norhill, take the bracelet. I got the beans. Uh, there's a tiny slice of bacon in with the beans for flavor, but you really can't tell. I'm, how many beans are in the, I guess, the bag? That's my question. Like you peek into the bag. These very strangely shaped, some some circular, some uh, some of them like uh, uh, cylindrical, some of them sort of triangular. But it looks like in total, in the bag, there's about seven of them. But as you start shaking the bag around to look around inside of it, the chief kind of grabs your wrists and says, please do not shake the contents. <laughs> if you disturb the beans too much, well... He puts, them in a, he puts them in a very secure spot on his belt where he imagines there's the least amount of motion when he walks in. Dragon is just going to shove you to the ground. You're going to blow up like you have some little <laughs> poppers in your pocket. <laughs> no. Anton dies from the bean bag. Anton couldn't handle jingle in his bean bag. Uh, what are the details but, of the bracelet? Uh, like I said before, while you're attuned to it, you can't be harmed from any sort of natural like barbs, thorns, or anything like that, and you leave no trace in any sort of natural wilderness. Neat. And then there was also the pole of angling, which I figured Jarzak would probably want that. But yeah, and- Jarzak will take that. I had a feeling. And then uh, she, uh, the chieftain looks to you as she hands it over to you and says, you have the mark of a true fisherman, truly a seaworthy individual. You have the spirit of a dolphin, but the courage of a boy. <laughs> Might I call you boy dolphin? Or dolphin lad? Uh, it's actually dolphin boy. He says, damn, I was close. And then one of the goblins nods in agreement. Um, there's also a potion of animal friendship, or two of them, rather. Um, but with that, uh, she points you guys to the highest corner of the room where she's been staying, which was kind of like a, a corner space anyway. But there's a makeshift rolled up ladder that leads directly up to the top. And it looks like it's about 40 feet up from the ground level here. And at the top are a couple of metal grappling hooks that sort of hinge it into the frozen layer up top. But she says, as you guys are heading over to that ladder, she says, I wish you the best of luck. And I warn you that there's probably still a lot of bugbears that have joined with the dragon. 
and this dragon is not to be trifled with. I warn you that in my days of serving underneath the dragon, I've seen it use magics. So mind yourself. And with well, that, thank you for everything. She uh, turns back and says, if you don't make it back, is there anything you'd like the world to know? Uh, Kleeka was the tallest. Darbreez looks utterly confused and looks at the rest of the group in agreement that Kleeka was indeed the tallest. Never shot, the fight, like, the, uh, never shot the fight against the Herald of Steel. So, so long as a single free person is still there to oppose him, they should. And so she gives. Oh, did it's Anton have something like, to say? Anton just should be like, "We're not the only hope in this world. Everyone is capable of hope. Put hope in yourself, and you'll never be hopeless." Put hope in only in others, and you'll always be hopeless. Dark. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and with that, Starbreeze puts a hand on Anton's shoulder and says, Right. Just like he said, live, laugh, and love. Love, laugh, and live. Indeed, love to live and laugh. I think I saw that on a banner once. No, 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 no. That's mine. Be sure to tell them all that, that that's actually mine. Yeah, you you have it stitched onto your pants, but not in a way that anyone can actually read. Yeah, the word juicy is way too big on, on his <laughs> pants to be able to see anything else. But good old juicy star breeze. That's not anywhere near as funny as I think it is. But with that, uh, with the juicy party in tow, um, okay. Unless Jarzak had anything he wanted the outside world to know. Nope. Jarzak just gives a knowing nod, and the chief looks back and gives a knowing nod back. And with that, she kind of gives like a Let's haul out sign to the rest of the goblins who survived the fireballs and yetis and everything inside of the chamber. And they start making their way down to the boats in the lower level. And with that, I guess it's up to you guys. You can climb the rope if you'd like to. What is our marching order? Uh, I think Kleeka's probably going to want to walk up so that Starbreeze is in front of her, and then he, she's going to try and knock him unconscious. So that this... Why would you do that to poor little Starbreeze? <laughs> because it's better to wait down here and maybe live than to just get eaten by a dragon. You're going to try to knock him unconscious? What are you going to do to him? Hit him, I guess, in the back of the head with my dagger on the pommel. No. Well, uh, okay. You, you know, the chief fully healed him in everything. I wish she didn't. <laughs> oh, no. 
Anyway, okay, go ahead and roll the attack, I guess, at advantage. Does a soft 20 hit. Yeah. Our unarmed fool is very easy to hit, especially when he's not seeing it from the tallest member of the party. Uh, 12 damage. Okay, so yeah, you smack him over the head. And he looks at you very confused as he's grabbing the back of the skull. And he's just like, Ow. Well, why would you do that? Oops. Oh, boy. Well, click will just go for it one more time. <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry. I meant to do this. And just oh. knocks him out. Uh, that's 15 damage. Yeah, okay, so with that, non-lethally, he's knocked to the ground unconscious. Uh, a look of stunned surprise on his face as he is mouth agape, knocked unconscious, and he lands to the ground with a thud. Well, he's probably going to hate Kleeker forever, but at least he'll be alive to do it. And then Kleeker will start climbing up the ropes. For the lads, so good. Uh, yeah, we'll just... Yeah. You all just convince him that Jarzak did that to him, not Klika. He definitely saw me. Klika really misjudged maybe. and just sort of hit him in the spine on that first one. Even though Klika's the tallest, he was pretty far up that rope. We all saw it. That's why Klika couldn't reach his head the first one. He just had like a good three seconds of looking at you. He had that like... Elder Scrolls Oblivion face shift in emotion where he just like very clunkily like gets a grumpy face and he's like and then you smack him in the head and he's like well okay so what's the marching order up the ladder Uh, well it sounds like Leek is going first so Norhill's going to go second and Drezak's last then okay um, and so the party climb up the rope ladder, uh, noticing that the chamber gets much colder as you guys go up and the air gets far more damp as you reach sort of the pinnacle here. And as you start to crawl through and Klika sort of, uh, breaches the, the lip of this little porthole, she sees before her an icy landing with sort of a large hallway filled with what appear to be frozen goblins some of them with bites in them of like a titanic proportion the room is nightmarish as if these statues these frozen beings look like statues that have been like smashed with a wrecking ball but the reality of seeing some of them with teeth marks still in them and claw marks reveals to you that this must be some sort of a feeding room and the horrific expressions on the faces of each of the frozen bugbears and goblins that are still intact goes to show you that this was not in any way sort of uh, an agreed-upon meal. But, um... So, with this horrific vision of all the bodies around you, uh, what would you guys like to do? I'm to scare the area. Get a, get a better idea of, like, what are we in? Like, what's around us? Like, are, like, are we around, like, walls can we see anything other than these bodies this frozen yeah it seems like the cavernous (laughs) structure that you guys are in is um 
for the most part, just ice that's been sort of sculpted over time and by constant footprints and scratches on the ground. It's gotten a texture that's not entirely slippy, uh, but you guys can tell even from this porthole that like certain signatures in this place of like heat or the geysers you'd seen below, they kept the frost, uh, the, the ice flows sort of melted. It seems like there's like cracks and crevices in the ice just naturally formed like that. So it's not like one gigantic icicle that's been like carved up. And instead it looks like it's kind of naturally been eroded in this way. But the chamber that you guys are in right now is, I'd say it arcs back about 100, 120 feet or so. Um, it's sort of just shaped kind of like a test tube, I guess, if that's a good description, where the end where you guys are is sort of rounded, the width of this room being about 40 feet. Um, and at the far end of it, across from you guys, are a couple of huge ledges that arch up and like almost like giant stepping like stones, I guess, or giant steps rather. Um, and they seem to arc up, uh, judging from where you guys are inside this giant ice structure. It looks like they would probably lead up to the top of like the icy peak that is this whole structure, you know. Um, but apart from that, beside the stones, there is a passageway at the far right that seems to arc off into what appears to be a more open part of the chamber, where you can even see light from day kind of pouring in. Um, the cold and the wind seems to be coming the strongest from there, leading you to believe that even though the daylight was probably the biggest giveaway, that that's sort of like the more open chamber and the one that opens up to the rest of the land beyond. But yeah. Quick question regarding the statues. Does it seem like there's like a, like, are they, well, like, I guess, no, trying I was, to get a better idea of the situation? Like, are they all facing like the same direction or is it very like mod, like, there's no real rhyme or reason to it? I mean, I was being poetic, I suppose. These are living bodies that have been frozen and have bites taken out of them. Yeah. I, I guess Anson is trying to get an idea of like, can he, like an idea of like usually the dragon comes at them from a certain direction or just to get a, just to get a plan of its typical movements but if there's no rhyme or reason to it i mean i guess if you would spend the time to like look at all of them and kind of look them over and look at the, like their body language and where they're facing it kind of looks like half of them were grabbed and brought up here frozen to be like kept up here for storage and the other half of them had been brought here and like played with and tortured before being frozen. Oh, so it's like a cat. Oh, doesn't seem like there's any real pattern to this. Okay. And is there any noise up here other than the wind or nothing? Um, I suppose if you guys wanted to roll for a perception check from where you are to try to listen and you could, but because of the whipping wind, it's going to be a disadvantage. Awesome. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's a four and a crit. <laughs> so four. Very unfortunate. I think you got a 10. Seven. Okay. Um, with okay, so wait, who got the highest? Was it just ten at the highest? Wait, what? Fuck. I got, I got an eight. I almost got a crit. Then I got a fucking eight. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with our our friend Norhill. Okay, I mean, with a ten as the highest, all you really can tell is that there seems to just be a very large chamber outside of here. 
Like you guys are in like a back corner closet, like the pantry of the place. I guess thinking about this, do we want to make like a game plan? Like Anthony will be honest, he really doesn't have a lot of spells left and he has an idea of what he wants to use each spell slot for, but he wants to wait to use those spells in like an emergency. Like, I don't know if we want to go in depth, but Anton's just like, he's only got like a handful of like three spells he could do this point <laughs> and he has a plan <laughs> right everybody uh, f- uh fan out uh as far away from one another as you feel comfortable this bc is going to be big we don't want it to pin us down all at once um and we, we don't want it to get the advantage of flight keep it on the ground if you can um anton i guess you should save whatever magics you have for helping one of us out if we go down. But if you think you have an opportunity to do something, then you should take it. Yeah, I mean, out out of all my spells left, I can only use... Like, I can only... With my magic, help people twice. Oh boy. I'm going to have to be very, yeah, I'm going to have to be very uh, choosy. Well, that's uh, two Wait, more actually, times yeah, than I can help like, people look with at my, my magic. Um, actually, I could do, I could, if worst comes to worst, if I'm only focusing on heal magic, magic, I could take care of each of you once. And we all still have uh, potions on us, correct? Everyone still has theirs. Aye. Good question. What the hell? Uh... I'm going to say, take a moment to also double check what you've got for other potions, too, because I know we've had quite a lot of loot, and this might be a good time to start considering what other like angles you guys can take. I don't think we've I mean, got I any more a... things to turn you into elves. I have a I'm sure that could have helped I... here, too. Um... Well, I guess the question I have, Dan. Uh, if I want to summon an elemental, does it matter what environment it is in? No. It would depend on how but, you're summoning it, I suppose. They still have that emerald with the uh, water elemental. The that casts... Uh, I know, I have those crazy beans. <laughs> Conjure elemental, I think. Let's see. We do have a couple potions. One's a hill giant strength, and the other is a resistance physical. What healing potions? It might be a good idea for Norhill to take the potion of hill giant strength. I have five healing potions. Too. So I'd, I'm like one of his backup spells will be fireball if it has to come to that. And uh, Norhill has a potion of invisibility <laughs> if anybody would get a good use out of that. We also have some scrolls too. Uh, invisibility, bark skin, firewall, magic missile. See, I'm pretty sure all those are I think Anton can use Firewall, but. Yeah, I have a spell too, but 
I can always take the scroll as a backup. Well, actually, no, I can't use wall of fire because I'm out of spell slots. Well, no, you can use the scroll because it's on your spell list. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, I can't use it as a spell, so. No, no, you I can't because the spell is yeah. on your list, but you can yeah, cast yeah. it from the I, scroll. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm miscommunicating. I just can't use it as one of my RB. Right. The point is, is because it's on a, right. The point is that because it's on a scroll and you have the capacity as a character to cast it, you can cast. Yeah, it yeah, I get scroll. that. I'm, I'm literally just having like my mouth is not forming the words, but I, I get it. Yeah, I get what she's saying. She just wants to cast it twice: once through the scroll, once through her spells, and I, she can't. I can do like a little, like a little, a little like symbol. Like I could do like a cross or something, or like a funny shape with like two walls. Climbing makes them like art. <laughs> Is this part of the planning? Um, uh, how, how long does that potion of hill giant strength last for? I have no clue what it even does. It'll last for an hour. It'll give you twenty-one strength. Okay, yeah, Norhill will probably drink that right now if nobody has a problem with that. Nice. We want to so give Jarzak or Anton the physical resistance potion. Jarzak. Was it physical? I thought it was psychic. Oh, is it psychic? Probably oh, it psychic. might be psychic. Yeah, my spelling's terrible, so close enough is good enough. Uh, yeah, We're about to just change this combat around it, quite it a was, bit. It was on the border of either one, so I was, I was like, I'll good, go with physical. Good, good. <laughs> I thought that, I was like, well, that's weird, but hey, there's stranger things. Yeah, no, so uh, res- resist uh, psychic. I'm sure it'll come up. Turns out I Earth is actually a mastermind casting psychic damage breath instead. Oh no. But, um, and I, and I will say healing. I will say also, um, what was the uh, last thing that you had everybody drink out of the, the flag in there? Uh, it was for dexterity. Oof. But you know, that will come up at some point. Um, so everybody's got that little perk bonus to that. Um, what is the yeah, bonus I will also say, what, what is the it? actual bonus that that gives? Because I haven't written down that it's half proficiency, but yeah, you this... changed it. Uh, oh, it's half proficiency oh. still. All right, so it's plus one. Yeah. Okay. You know, would be the one you need. Click uh, um, is going to just go ahead and cast Fire Shield while we're getting ready. I'm okay. going to cast Concentration. Nope. Um, is it cool if I cast Shield of Faith, or do you guys want me to keep my spell slots open? I'm okay with either. Keep I would keep, spells. yeah, keep your spells. Okay. Right. Did, anybody, did anybody want to be invisible for a hot second? No, I don't think I'll handle that well. I feel like he's not with like, I feel like he's like, Really cool with like elemental kind of spells. Like he's got like the fire down. He's starting to get used to the water. You know I, I, he's I, a very simple fellow. I could be invisible. Oh, it, la- it lasts for up to an hour. Yeah, I'll take a minute. All right, uh, very well. We'll give Jarzak his potion of invisibility. Anton, do, do you mind if I? Anton, do you mind if I grab? a couple of your potions you said you had five of them yeah how many do you want oh uh, two's fine 
yeah, you can take two. Okay. As I said, uh, fan out. Stay as far apart as you feel comfortable. So, uh, with that, we're still in that hallway. Did you guys want to try to go further towards those giant stony ledges? Or did you, I mean, the uh, frozen ledges? Or did you want to go down the uh, corner hallway towards the more open area? Well, let's go to the open area. Okay. And so who's leading? Probably Klika and Norhill. Yeah. Spread out like as far as they can from each other on either side. Okay. Okay. The doorway itself is about 15 feet wide. Um, uh, passing into the more open area. And from where you guys stand, as you come closer to that corner to kind of peek around the edge, you see that there is one major pathway that leads down a gently declining slope. Uh, there's a giant crevasse in the middle of it, sort of bisecting the pathway, which itself is, uh, I don't know, the path is probably about 40 feet wide, as well as the one you're in right now, with the uh, crevasse about 10 feet wide at the widest, directly in the middle of it. Uh, and that kind of passes down to the lower level. But from where you guys are standing right here, uh, at the entryway to the more open area, you can see that there's sort of a, a wall that blocks the ramp off as if the ramp itself is kind of like a toilet paper tube going down to the bottom level. But the doorway you can see to your right instead opens directly up. It's about 10 foot drop off to the floor level. Um, but yeah, that's about all you can see from here. From the angle you guys are standing at at the corner, you can also see that there's a sort of like a, a small body of water that seems to be using the same gas vents as before in the center of this gigantic chamber uh, with something of a gently flowing stream, but the water seems kind of deep. So it seems like it's just because it's blowing up from the uh, air vents that there's this much water, but it doesn't look like it's like a river or anything like that. Um, but there seems to be something of an ice bridge that's arcing over this water and going across the center of this massive chamber. Again, this chamber itself, which is probably like the heart of the place, is about 160 feet long and about 130 feet across. So it's, it's a pretty massive chamber. But this is you guys sitting on the corner, getting like as good of a peek as you can before going anywhere further. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess I'll ask for another perception check if you guys would like to give one. Still a disadvantage? Uh, at this point, I'll say no. Still 10. Uh, Norhill got a natural one. Same. <laughs> what is with his and Norhill? Is Cleo going to win again with a 10? I, I guess so. Did Jarzak get something better? I did, you know, I did better than, than Anton and Norhill by one uh, and a four total for me. So with that, you guys just kind of stand there at the corner, listening in on the air, realizing there's no dragon, no goblins, no nothing. Uh, from what you can see in the chamber before going completely around the corner or down the slope, I mean, it looks like it's a massive chamber. Shit, is this this guy like camouflaged, you know, like the 
predator kind of deal. Like he's watching us, or just can't see wonders. <laughs> like, he also cast his invisibility spell. I know, right? Is he like is he like crawling on the ceiling and he's just like planning? Like, is this is this is this what's happening right now? You guys never told me you'd look up. Um, so uh, the, this area uh, over uh, that area over to the right is that a ramp or just a drop off? Just a drop off. But from where you guys are standing, you can't totally see around the corner. I'm suggesting that you're like kind of looking in at an angle before you just openly stand in the open doorway. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Uh, Nor I would imagine. Go. And Norhill says, okay, everything looks clear so far. Uh, I think we should head down uh, that short drop-off, uh, one at a time, keeping cover next to this wall, and then immediately scattering once you hit the ground. Is Shardzark invisible right now? He sure is. Okay. Cool. And I will say, from your vantage point, having walked into this chamber and walked over by some of the frozen ledges, uh, just because you guys are so close to them from here, um, they are like crystal clear ice. But what you can see within some of the deeper parts of the ice are like bits of furniture and whatnot that are just completely enveloped and frozen over, almost as if like a snow globe is kind of over like what appears to be something of like a tactician's table. I guess I could say that. And looking from where you guys can when you get close enough, it's very clear that it's maps of Amaroth uh, sort of mounted on the frozen walls in here. But again, it's all just kind of been frozen over. It's strange looking, but the map itself has some differences to it. Like some places are named differently. Um, But uh, with a history check, if anybody's got it, just at a glance. Sure, I do. Norhill only got a six. Clearly got an eighteen. Uh, and that's not so like with an a eighteen track, right? Um, <laughs> I would say no. That, that would not apply <laughs> to this particular bit of information. What'd you say? Anson got twenty-three. He's he's all like that's fucking weird. Wait on history. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I guess so. Uh, Anton has a very firm recollection. There's a very specific river located near where Glory Wake is, and the name of the river had been changed in honor of, of a very important dignitary, and apparently it happened within a span of like a certain year, and so Anton is very capable of telling you that this map is about 100, maybe 105 years old, uh, just about time before the uh, War of the Bleeding Stones. But as you guys stand here looking at that for a quick second, just freaking eagle eye ant and no wonder I can't hear anything. He's busy oogling at maps. <laughs> um, but at this point, uh, Norhill had suggested creeping down the ledge and going around the walls of the chamber below. I think, I think all I'm thinking is who the heck would be like just hanging out up here with maps? Like what was this place like that it was used as like, I guess a fort? Like, who is here? The ancient, gi- the ancient giants, if I recall, a previous session's history check, correct? Do they look like giant maps? Do they look like normal-sized maps? It looks like normal-sized maps. I feel like that'd be hard to tell. I mean, it's all in the common tongue, so I guess it would be uh, making sense there for that. 
And Jarzak, climb up uh, this ledge on the left. Yeah, yeah, you can climb up on the frozen ledge there. It's an it's a high enough, steep enough climb that it's difficult to do, but not so difficult that you'd actually have to make like a check for it. But after climbing up onto that first ledge, you can tell by looking up that there's like two more ledges that go up. But at the top of it, there seems to be like a frozen landing. And even from down below under here, looking up, you see like a giant mass of coins that have been frozen over in the ice as well, but perhaps in the thinnest layer of ice. But it seems to be like two or three more ledges up. Um, can I continue up then? And once you get to the top, you can tell that there's thousands of silver coins up here, as well as a handful of like diamonds that appear to be like knuckle sized. So they are definitely worth quite a bit. Um, amongst this also are, are a few more treasures, bits of art and whatnot. But this appears to be the dragon's hoard. Again, it's frozen over. So unless you wanted to use like a pick to like, you know what I mean? Chip away at individual coins here. It looks like it's pretty well maintained and frozen over. Okay, I'll go down and uh, sneak up on whoever I can see first and let them know. Okay, of course. I will say though, something that definitely catches your eye is a very primal looking battle axe that... Um, looking at it, it looks like it's bone that had been like hardened and reshaped to fit the description of like a battle axe, I suppose. It's just very barbaric looking. Um, but it definitely piques your interest, I'd imagine. Sort of the, the more brutal side is of Tarzak. Potion regular invisibility or greater? Regular invisibility. Regular. Okay, so if I attack the ice, I'll pop out of invisibility. Can you imagine I just hit the ice and just all right okay so yeah I'll... and i can't get to the axe without chipping at the ice yeah you wouldn't be able to okay i'll go let them Sorry, know he's burning hands yeah. i felt it <laughs> uh, uh, norhill's gonna actually like uh step out and look around a little bit more okay as soon as you step out into the opening uh, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. Uh, we'll see about It's not that. a good favor, but it's a favor nonetheless. Uh, I'm going to need you to tell me what your armor class is. 20. Very well. A massive, single-horned white dragon face rears out of that little, like the side wall here and into the opening where you stepped out. And it looks back to you with a mouth about as big as your torso, as if this thing could just swallow you whole. And two giant clawed hands, or I guess dragon's claws, yeah, reach out onto either side of this little opening here. And this thing is too big to fit through it, but it just like, as soon as you enter, it's spooky, predatory, giant bird-like self just reaches its head in and tries to snap you up into its maw to seemingly maybe just eat you whole. But this thing just in a bestial way just snaps in at you as if it was waiting for you that whole time. And I rolled the same thing twice. That's always a good feeling. Um, so with that, as the thing chomps onto you. Uh, is it? A, you uh, I would like to use my reaction to warding maneuver. Okay. As soon as I accurately update that. It does a 21 still hit? Uh, yes. Okay. 
Uh, well, I have resistance to all the damage that this is about to do. Probably for the better. Uh, so you take 20 points of piercing damage, which at half is only 10. And uh, then, and then take... uh, my uh, for my armor, uh, that's another minus three, so seven. That's pretty gnarly. Um, but then you take an additional four points of cold damage as the mouth seems to be letting off like a fog all its own. Um, now this is the same yeah. attack, right? Yep. Okay. And as it chomps onto you and bites onto like your leg as you manage to like deftly dodge aside a little bit. Um, yeah, let's roll for initiative as this gigantic white worm looks back at you guys and in its piercing blue eyes, you can see a rippling fire of hatred. Um, I got a five on the initiative. Oh, he got a 13. He goes before the dragon. I can't um, believe. Got a roll a nat one, so I got a six. <laughs> Unreal. Sorry, I'm just trying to make a list to track everyone's damage. Trying to be proactive here. <laughs> People can describe how they're wounded. Yeah, I, I was trying to get a make a plan. Imagine uh, no <laughs> like, that yeah. thing. I imagine Norhill does that thing where he catches the jaws and holds them open. Yeah, this thing's mouth is a little too big for that. I imagine you just got stuck in its teeth like a like a bit of bit of beef jerky. Um, oh yeah, he didn't Norhill himself wasn't big enough to hold them open 100 percent so they could still close a little and deal damage, but you know, whatever whatever uh, I you feel fine writing on your epitaph. <laughs> so I go after the dragon. <laughs> three? <laughs> oh no! I'm just watching. Hey, he's got it. Even score. What did a uh, what did Jarzag get? Uh, ten. Oh boy. Okay, so with the initiative order, we have Norhill going first. <laughs> this is this is an ill omen. Norhill is going first in the initiative at 13, Jarzak's at 10, Klika's next at 6, the dragon, and then Anton holding up the rear with a 3. Oh, this is it, guys. It's been a great campaign. I've enjoyed playing with you all. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling Norhill's going to pull it off. Let's see what Norhill's got. Um, right, uh... And so, yeah. Well, Norhill is still is Nor Norhill is not. It looks like in base base contact with the dragon. Uh, or, nope. There we go. No, because uh, we've got some reach on the mouth there. I can get into contact. Sure can. So uh, I'm as not you sure if rush I, forward, I want to be, but I, I I can. Yeah, I'm sure we're fine. As you rush up to it, the dragon howls at you with a wintry biting wind as you come running towards it. So what are you going to do? Norhill is going to uh, try to swing in twice. All right. uh, So the first attack is going to be a 15 to hit. Okay. A 15 is a miss. Uh, the second attack is going to be a 19. It is a hit. 
Right, and Norhill is going to turn this into a goading attack. Uh, so while I'm rolling damage, the dragon should make a DC 15 wisdom save. Uh, now that's the right idea. Uh, put yourself right where we want you. What was the DC? Uh, 15. The thing howls back at you, and in the common tongue it says, I will eat all of you, and you stand not in my way. Uh, that's going to be um, uh, 17 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. Cool. Okay. And that's it for your turn? Uh, yes, that is going to be it for my turn this turn. Okay, do. And I'll go straight to Jarzak. So, Invisible Jarzak, what would you like to do? Uh... I'd like to move so I get some line of sight on this guy, and I'm going to shoot some Eldritch Blast at it. Very well. My one or, weakness. Or am I? See, he's invisible, so he gets advantage, right? He sure does. Okay. So standing upon the ledge, you fire down at it All invisibly. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Uh, 24 to hit. Okay, that's good. Uh, another 24 to hit. Okay. Okay, that's uh, two damage on one of them and one on the other. Yep. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Jarzak's going to climb back up and go for that axe. He's like, well, now that you know where I am. Oh, boy. Well, hey guys, all right. the treasure's up here. I'm going to get the sick axe. I'll shout yeah, it loud like, enough what? so everyone can hear. Including the dragon. Yep. And so, That's yeah. <laughs> Very well. Okay. So next up is Cleaker. Okay. Cleaker's going to bonus action Shadow Blade. And then she is going to move, I guess, jump down between the dragon's legs and try and get behind it. Okay. And you're able to travel through larger than yourself? Yeah, if it's two sizes larger than me. I'm a small creature. I'm assuming it's at least a large creature, so. You? She a huge one. Even better. Uh, uh, Do I have the flank, then, with Nurahil, or? Yeah, if you stand behind it, I'll give it to you. Okay, cool. Nice, two tens. Does an eighteen hit? It does. Excellent. Fifteen damage. Which is is it fifteen or sixteen? Fifteen psychic and uh, thunder damage. Okay. Was that it? That will do it for Kleeger. 
Okay. So with that, the dragon, uh, having recognized you fling it behind it, uh, it unravels its large wings, which have since been kind of tucked on its sides. And with a hearty flap and a slight turn, it beats at both Norhill and at Klika. Can I get a dexterity saving throw from both of you? Shuizhou. 25. Uh, plus one paying off for the seven. All right, so with that, um, yeah, uh, with that, uh, both, uh, well, sorry, Klika takes no damage, has no effect on Klika. She manages to kind of save herself from the wings as they unravel and flap, but Norhill moving in for a second swing gets smacked by one of the wings and falls prone, taking uh, 13 points of damage. Uh, is that um, bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage? It is indeed. All right, uh, so that's only 10 points of damage. Okay. And as the wings unravel and the dragon sort of uh, takes it upon itself with this new flappy move, uh, the dragon just takes off at half of its speed and flutters across the room towards the ice bridge, moving itself about 40 feet away. Uh, Klika, if you'd like to use your reaction, you can go ahead and take an attack of opportunity if you'd like. Mm, is it actually going to be in the air when it ends its turn, or is it... Yeah, it'll be in the air. Uh, no, then I will not take use my reaction. Uh, yeah, actually, I will. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> Uh, 24 hits for 26 uh, psychic damage. Okay. And it is going to take uh, five damage from the booming blade because it moved. Okay, and so that ends my little, little action there. Um, yep. But now it goes to the dragon's actual turn. And on its actual turn, it completes its move, uh, flying up onto the ice bridge in the middle of the room and on its landing, where it seems like it must have been its sort of main layer. Uh, the dragon lands on the... Uh, this landing is about 30 feet off the ground from where Klika is, high up. Um, and the angle of the ice makes it pretty much impossible to climb up. Um, but yeah, and as it does so, it lifts its head up and it starts barking in what appears to be a goblin. Uh, who speaks goblin again? Is it Klika and somebody else? I think it's just Klika. Okay. And it barks out and it says, you fools, come forth, defend me. Uh, and with that, a small troop of bugbears seems to be shuffling at the entrance to the uh, ice bridge and the uh, I guess I would say the way to the outside um, judging by how uh, far away they are it seems like it's going to take an entire turn before they even come into this giant chamber but the dragon having spent have its move to land on this piece uh, in the center the sort of landing pad that it sort of calls its little perch uh, it now moves instead and finishes the rest of its movement to land 
on a corner wedge overlooking Klika. And Klika, could I get a constitution saving throw? Which I heard you're pretty good at. 25. Very nice. And so with that, the dragon, having landed here, barks out at you and it says, Inside Goblin, you will learn to disobey your chief. And you will learn doubly to disobey me. And oh, Clicker doesn't have a chief. <laughs> Unless you mean Norhill. Mid- <laughs> it stops mid-gust and it's like, wait, what? Yeah, Clicker's her own person. She kind of, well, her own goblin at least. The dragon gives a sick thumbs up before unleashing <laughs> a freezing hell upon you. Um, okay, so total damage, uh, which I will cut in half. Uh, you take 20, 30, 40, 50, and then... Okay, so you take 29 points of cold damage. Okay, and then I'll get cut in half again because of my shield. So, so that's 14? 14, yeah. Woo, boysies. That could have been <laughs> You and Norhill have done a pretty good job of blocking this crap. Um, but yeah, okay. And uh, with that, uh, the dragon's turn is over. And now it goes to Anton. So Anton is still in the room with the frozen bodies by the steps. So what would you like to do? You're currently muted, by the way. I don't know if you know that. I was talking for like a minute. Uh, (laughs) At least you had to rehearse it. I had a couple plans. The first was to see like, what's the ceiling of this place like? It is, uh, I don't want to say, it's kind of like this room is sort of like an egg shape. I guess, like almost like if you cut an egg in half. So the ceiling arcs up a pretty good height, probably about 90 to 100 feet at the highest. And mm-hmm. it seems to be adorned with a bunch of different, very sharp looking icicles, um, just because the nature of how warm the water is dripping up to the ceiling, the fog freezing, yada, yada, yada. Got it. Cause I was going to try to see if the dragon was sticking to one spot, maybe taking advantage and of the area and striking down one of the icicles. But I have to I see mean, if I can try to do that. Me. Gotta see if my um if my crossbow can even go that far. Eh. Or if your crossbow could even hit that target. You're also pretty far away from the mouth entrance to this larger chamber. So you might actually have to double move to even stand by stand by Nor Hill in the entrance. Yeah, because I only have a 30-foot movement. So I'm just going to measure really quick. Yeah, I'd be like right behind Norhill if I make one move. Oh, oh my God. This is not fun to do on an iPad. Uh, so I'd be right around there. Well, okay. I guess he kind of gauges Norhill's situation. He's like, Norhill, would you rather I go after the dragon or... Any other reinforcements? Look after the reinforcements. Okay. 
So I think what I'm going to want to do is rather than go through that little entrance right there, I'm going to want to sneak around more toward the um, past the ravine. So if that's okay for me to, if I could do a double movement like that. Oh, yeah. So you start going down the toilet paper tube down the corner. Yeah, I want to sneak up a minute, like right over here. So it's going to start sneaking around. Okay, and if that's the end of your turn, it's going to go back to the top of the round to Norhill. All right, uh, Norhill is going to use half of his movement to stand up from prone. Uh, and then he's going to use the other half of his movement to move 10 feet, uh, sort of following Anton. And he is going to use his action to dodge uh, so that I can spend a hit die to heal up a little bit. Good thinking. Okay, is that the end of your turn? Uh, that is my entire action economy, yes. Okay, perfect. So now, Jarzak, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to go for that axe. All right, so in that case, it's going to take you about two turns to get to the top ledge where it is. Would you like to do that? Uh, even if I use my dash? Yeah, just because of the nature of these things being like 10 feet tall each and every time and being like glare ice to climb up it, it's going to cut your movement speed in half each time. So I guess, I mean, if you wanted to dash, I'd just have you do athletics checks instead. Two turns it is. I figured this is not going to be a very forgiving thing to fall down, but it might be kind of funny, but okay. And so um, and with could, that, I, could I see the treasure while I'm going up this? Yeah, you have a pretty good idea, or at least you can see part of it through the ice. Can I start blasting the ice? With Eldritch Blast? Yeah. Um, well, I've actually been, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead, you can do that. So we'll say that you're attacking the uh, ice layer covering it, or at least in the front half of it. So you can go ahead and roll the uh, damage for it. Uh, five and a one. Okay. So with that, you take a few good chips out of the front of some of the ice where you know the coins to be and where the axes sort of handle is uh, uh, the base of it is. Okay. okay. And so now, oh, sorry, did you say something else? Nope. Rack and roll. So now it goes to Kleeker. So Kleeker is yeah, standing 30 on feet the main up, chamber. Right? Yeah, it's 30 feet right up. And the thing's standing over the ledge looking down at you like a tiger looking at a squirrel. Mm, how deep's that hole next to me? Uh, hard to tell, but it looks like it's a steam vent that goes somewhere deep mm. into the mountain below. So, so could I just would go to definitely... the center of the earth, you're saying, and have magical adventures there with the under people, is what you're saying. You know, we don't I'm talk about the a... under people. Yeah, it's that's... all Grimlocks. It's just it's... an entire team of <laughs> No, that's where all the Sam squinches be. Kleeka knows. Kleeka knows you're trying <laughs> to drink <laughs> us with this dragon. Kleeka just escapes. The end okay. of Kleeka. 
You know what happens? No, no, no. You know where that tube pops out? Right next to Starbreeze. And he wakes up with a welt on his head. And he because has a lot of knocks questions. Knocks him back out. Got him again. <laughs> yeah. She comes shooting out of the tube like a slide. Knocks yeah. his ass out as he starts standing up again. He just climbs back up and just starts doing the loop of getting one attack on the dragon. Going down, knocking him out, coming back up. How yes. much XP does Kleeka get for the bard? Not enough. Nowhere near enough. So with that, and then Clicker will use her action to dodge. Okay. So Clicker dashes on the floor level here, across from where the dragon is, uh, full speed, and then uses the dodge action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? check real quick. I just need to confirm something. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, unless you'll let me make a hide check. Uh, you could try. Huh? But let's, let's that would mean it. no dodge, right? And no, I can, as a bonus action, I can hide as a goblin. I got a 17. Okay. Fair enough. So after it turns over and the dragon sees you kind of dart out of sight into a, something of like an icy little rift here, uh, it, it's going to immediately use an action to try to detect your location. Holy shit. I kind of forget how good they are. I got a 30 on perception. Peeped them. We've broken the 30 threshold. I know, I'm like, I don't feel good about it. But the dragon, as you go and dash off the hide, the dragon yells and it says, rabbit, run. And that's not very good. But uh, as it sniffs at the air for where you could be, it barks off in the distance at the bugbears, who now seem to be trudging in at full speed and making their way across the bridge. Uh, each of these bugbears seems to be pretty tough looking kind of like the ones you had seen before but these ones look to be a lot more cold and panicked than the ones you were dealing with before um and so all six of them seem to be making their way across the uh, icy bridge uh the dragon however keeps sort of on clica and just takes a couple of very proud steps uh on the ledge flies up into the air and hovers over clica and swings down with its claws so what's Kliko's armor class? 21. Very well. And so flying above you, cackling with glee, the thing starts slamming in. Oh, boy. Uh, and you said it's 21? Mm-hmm. So as it hacks at you with its first claw, you deftly dodge to the side and almost recognizing that you would do such a thing, its second claw catches you on the side of the head with its huge claw spread for a critical hit. Oh, fuck. Yeehaw. Ooh. And with that, Kleeka takes... Oh, my God in heaven. Max you know, if we were rolling a character, I would have a really good score for one of my abilities. <laughs> um, so, uh, I got 27 points of damage. Okay. And uh, it takes nine fire point, damage for hitting me. Very well. And luckily, uh, I don't even have vulnerability. Why would I have that? Um, and so it scorches back at it. The dragon pulls its claw back, 
proud, sort of noticing its blistery little dragon's paw, and the thing uh, sort of glares down at you as you look up at it, and it, it's going to force sort of its frightful presence upon you as it floats above you, its wings flapping, freezing winds. Give me a wisdom saving throw as it sort of cackles in a draconic fashion down at you and says, I am the death of the North. I am the frozen wonder. I will defeat you. I will eat you. Does Klika still have that earring that gives her advantage on saving throws versus fear? Yeah, I sure hope she does. Because our little buddy would not want you to take that off. Well, I got again? a nat 20. Nice. Okay, perfect. Was that with the advantage that you got that? Yeah. Sick. All right. Did you want to role play that a little bit? Uh, yeah. Clicka just gets fucking slapped. Stands back up, looks around, sees that Norhill and Anton aren't anywhere to be found. Jarzak is... Well, I'm not sure if Jarzak was ever in the fight, but Clicka knows <laughs> that it's her and this dragon, and she's not going anywhere. Is Jarzak looting the dragon's or? Like Jarzak's like, listen, he he may kill the party, but he will never recover financially. Jarzak's got to fill up his pimp cup. Oh, did you make your attacks at disadvantage because I was dodging? Well, you chose to. Oh, you hid instead of that. Ooh. Well, I guess that crit might not be as critical. That would be Um, nice. the first attack would not have hit. Yeah. The second attack, however, would have. So let's just, I don't know. How much damage did you take on that one? 27. You want to just cut that in half down to 13, or do you want me to re-roll it the chance I do more? Uh, you just I'll cut it in half. Yeah, if I re-rolled, I would have gotten 13. I was doing that because I felt bad, because I'm like, what if I re-roll and I actually get like four? Would I have been able to stop it completely with shield if it wasn't a crit? If uh, what's a twenty six armor? Twenty six would have met it. All right, never mind. Yeah. Um, okay. And so, with that in mind, thank you for reminding me about that. Um, no and now the dragon still mid flight overhead. The six bugbear goons come running into the chamber. It goes to Anton. Please, Anton, save us. You're our only hope. I imagine Anton's hearing what's going on. I don't think there's any point of me going back down through the ravine. I think that's going to be a waste of time. So I think he's going to hearing possibly some form of cry of pain from Zika, because I don't imagine that felt good at all. He's going to backtrack measure toward the hole uh, let me just move me really quick. And then I'm just trying to measure how far I am from the dragon. Yeah. So you run back to the opening. I want to, I want to use my, um, I want to use a, uh, I want to use a cantrip and try to distract it with sacred flame. Yeah. If it does anything, at least to pull its attention away. Is the dexterity saving throw? Yep. 15. All right. So as you shoot the holy beam from your holy lantern 
uh, it dodges completely out of the way with one quick swoof of its wings. It just like slings back five feet and turns its head in your direction. And it says, I will save you for the second course. You're not even ready for your first course, buddy. Uh, now, now Klika doesn't have to watch all our friends die. <laughs> she gently pats the dragon. He's like, I understand. Okay. And so, yeah, now, um, if that's it for Anton, it goes to Norhill yeah. at the top of the round. I'll think of any other actions now. Okay, let's see. Oh, no, sorry, did you have other actions? I don't think I do. My only bonus action is. Yeah, no, I don't have anything right now. Unless you had like uh, one of your magic items or something like that you could have used. I don't think any of those are actually a bonus action to use. I don't, well, yeah, I don't. I was like, the only thing I think I could have used was like the water elemental, but oh, shit. Horn. Oh, I suppose fuck the horn's the horn. Totally forgot about the horn. The, the horn actually might help a lot in this if you're able to force double movements and stuff but alrighty oh, so now, uh, now <laughs> very well uh, now it goes to Norhill at the top alright uh, Norhill is going to move 15 feet and then drop down the 10 foot ledge uh, which I believe it's actually even if he was going to I believe it's uh, like impossible for him to actually take falling damage uh, yeah. So, uh, is the dragon on the ground or flying? It's flying, but it's only about, well, I mean, it's swing at Klika with a five foot reach. So, it's only about 10 feet off the ground at the most. Okay, let's see. How far away is it from me? Um, okay. Let's see, that's 15, 20, 25. All right, uh, so I'm going to take out uh, the shark tooth throwing axe. I'm wondering when you're going to use that. Huck it at the dragon. Uh, unfortunately, uh, by my measurements, I'm 25 feet away, so I have to make the attack roll at disadvantage. I'll give it to you at advantage. I mean, uh, right, regular, not at disadvantage. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I throw it. Um, a 16 to hit? That is not a hit. Okay. Was the uh, did I give you the distance with which it could hit the next target? Uh, so you didn't give me a specific distance. Um, my notes on the way that it works uh, say that when it's thrown, it strikes other opponents uh, as long as it would still hit. Uh, so it didn't hit the dragon, so I imagine it's just like on the ground next to Klika. Okay. I mean, I'll say it returns. It's like a boomerang. Oh, neat. That's how it manages to nick into everybody around it. It's just perfectly weighted like that. Um, but okay, and with that, the dragon just continues to mockingly uh, bark out and laugh, and it yells off to the uh, bugbears coming this way, and it says. Chop the dragon, chop the dwarf into bits. I'd like to eat it in pieces. Leave the head for last. In draconic clique, it's just gonna be like, <laughs> you bit your tongue. 
And with that, it uh, has a legendary action, swings its tail down at Kluka to shoot it up. Oh, I only got a 15. Yeah, you mind yourself. But now uh, it goes to Jarzak. Still taking a turn so, to get up there. <laughs> take the turn to get up there, and then you're going to attack it. Are you muted, Jarzak? It doesn't say he is. Uh oh. I think the dragon's got his tongue. So, is your plan just to keep hitting it? Uh, ice? Yeah. Or the, this giant dragon that my team's going after? Yeah, I think the ice still. Yeah, the ice, yeah. 100%. Okay. So that, I guess you pull out the uh, the sword and start chopping at it, and as you chip away at the ice, the, the axe becomes free. I'd probably chop it with my axe rather than the sword. That seems a little dangerous. True. One seems a little more choppy than the other. True enough. So as you free it from the ice and pick it up, it seems perfectly balanced in your hands. Um, but this appears to be like a great axe. Um, once you're looking at it now, the bones appear to be like dragon's bones. And it seems like like the biting edge on the uh, the each side of the head of the axe seem to be like dragon's teeth or spurred bones that seem to be sharpened. But from what you know of the nature of such a weapon, I'll even let you roll a nature check on this one. <gasps> it's my time to shine. <laughs> Don't fail me six. now, nature. My plus it's a six. Uh, it's a six. Fourteen. Knowing this is probably made out of dragon's bones or draconic bones of some variety, um, it's not likely a weapon made for fighting dragons, but likely one of the dragon's mortal enemies, and that is the giant kin. So you could probably deduce that this is some sort of like giant's bane sort of weapon here, something for cleaving through big jumbo people. But yeah, apart from that, it's definitely magical and seems like it's going to do a bit more damage than your common weapon. All right, sick. I'll start climbing back down. Yeah, get all the coins way up there. Well, yeah. Just sure. br- break each one out individually. Inspect it. Like, yeah, it's a little chip. Put it back. That sounds pretty good. Like, hey, yeah. Guys. <laughs> I'll use this new axe to do it. It breaks. It was an antique. Um, but yeah, okay. So on your next turns, you'll slide down at double the movement speed. So uh now it goes to Klika. Cool. Would I be able to jump in the air and hit this thing? Because you said it's only about five feet off the ground. Yep. Cool. I will dug a do that. Okay. The bonk. 25 hit. Uh, 25 is good. 34 damage. That's the good stuff. I was going to say. And now we're going to have to start getting villainous with our sweet villainous actions. And I will spend two sorcery points, quicken the spell, and attack again. 
what spell are you using? Booming Blade. Very well. I feel like I need to hear that. Yeah, sorry. So I'm planning on moving a lot. And that's 25. Okie dokie. To hit or damage? Damage. It was a 26 to hit. Very well. So it looks to be, at this point, pretty well wounded. Not yet bloodied, but very well wounded. Um, And the thing mockingly uh, sort of barks at you and says, You've got a bit of bite. If only you had been more brief. Maybe you could have been somebody important. Maybe somebody would cry when you were dead. And the thing sort of lifts its wings up and like does one hard gust to lift itself up in the air. Oh, wait, sorry. Do you have any other actions? I always forget because we got sorcery points and all the other stuff. Did you have anything else you're going to do? Uh, I was going to do something, but I realized I already used my bonus action. So I guess I'll fury the small at this point now that it's bloodied for eight extra damage. It's not bloodied yet. Well, never mind. I'm still doing eight damage to it. It is bloodied now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Got him. We were very close. That's 2.5 kills for Fury the Small, then. <laughs> Getting um, it to bloody counts as half. No, it doesn't. It does. So that, as a thing says, <laughs> as a thing barks at you about nobody mourning your death, it does one hard whoosh into the air with its wings, propelling itself about 15 feet straight up in the air. And it just comes flying down headfirst in like the most barbaric move you've ever seen from anything this ancient, anything this powerful. It literally crashes its head and the rest of its body just directly onto Klika. So with that, um, using its full body to swing down at you, um, what's your armor class again? 21. Okay. So with that, it crashes directly onto you as well as to the ground surrounding you. Uh, can I get a constitution saving throw? Uh, did the attack hit? Yep. Okay, would if it change if I use shield? Well, I'm going to shield, but does that change anything? Does your armor class become a shield? 26. It still hits. Okay. Uh, it does that take 13. It beats it. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It takes 13 damage from uh, the booming blade. And you said a con save? Mm. 22. Damn. Okay. And so as it crashes to the ground with full speed, um, you take 20, 25, 36 points of bludgeoning damage. Hell yeah. Uh, And it takes five fire damage. Roger. Klika is bloody. I'm gonna get there, I promise. And at this point, it's basically on top of Klika. The con saving throw was to keep you, I don't say conscious, but from not being stunned from having an elephant land upon you. But somehow Klika, she perseveres. And um, yeah. So now that that's over with, uh, the dragon takes its turn. And standing above you, it begins to arc its neck back. And in the draconic tongue, you hear sort of ancient speech, something that can only be described as like primordial magics. 
And as it does so, the dragon seems to like kind of gyrate a little bit as if it's like its body is almost like pulsating all over. And the thing's wings now flap a lot faster. And the thing seems to get ready to take flight, dashing away from you with an action and fluttering back to the frozen bridge at near twice its normal speed. Uh, if you'd like to cast, uh, I mean, use Arcana to try to identify whatever the hell's going on, you may do so. Eight. Said eight. Eight. Oh. That shit looks like magic. Yep. Her head just, it just get like slammed into like the floor, so. I was going to say, she's like, me, He's thinking that easy. <laughs> that's so sad and the bugbear troop seems to be cruising on over to you guys as it does so and am i lucky i am lucky oh shit that's not nice oh god am i gonna be that much of a turd i think i am the dragon now landing on its perch yells back at you guys and says you never stood a chance you fools could I get a con saving throw from Norhill, Anton, and Klika? 23. <laughs> Thank for God. no particular reason, I promise. It'd be real great if I could 22. actually roll higher than single digits. Um, 16. It's um, so painful. Oh no. Okay, and what did uh, what did Anton get? Twenty-two. You said twenty-two? Yeah. Wow, all right. Constitutionist. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How fortuitous of you. All right. So with that, uh the dragon arcs its neck back, and as you see a, a sort of fog rolling out from its mouth as it seems to be prepping for one huge gush of some of this shrapnel and this frozen air. Oh, wow. Okay, that wasn't actually that much. And, okay. So, two, six, eight, 11, 18, 21, 22 points of cold damage. Uh, Klika and Anton only take 11. Yeah, mine gets cut again to five. Thank goodness. Very well. And the thing just kind of cackles to itself at this point. And now picks up and flies again to the far side of the room over by the end of the toilet paper tube that Norhill and Anton were going to go down originally. And cackling to itself, it says, I am the freezing death. I will kill you, and I will pull the flesh from your bones, and I will freeze your face so you can watch me forever as I do it. Norhill is nearly bloodied. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Now goes to Anton. Alrighty, I'm gonna spend my spell slot for a mass healing word on... Norhill and Klika. Okay. Y'all get seven points each. <laughs> Alrighty. Shit, does it actually sure. count on myself too? I don't know. 
that actually count on the what? Like, does that count? Does that like affect Isn't it my plus two per level? What? Is it a plus two per level of the spell? Or no, you're not the healing one. Sorry. I thought you were referring to like the heal cleric, the one that gets the plus two healing per level. Uh, no, so I just wasn't sure if this affected me. I was like, does this just affect everyone else? It would heal you. Too. Just everybody else. Oh, why would? Yeah, why wouldn't it? Uh, let's see. Let's check. I mean, gonna... I'm willing to give it. Okay. No, I wasn't sure. Nice healing word. <laughs> um, up to six creatures of your choice that you can see within range. Your creature within range. I'd hope so. I have a quick question. Did we have a long rest before we came in here? No. You That's our last fight? Okay, then I would still have my uh, specter with me. Interesting. So at least he's been here watching you upstairs take down the giant axe. You know, you could have <laughs> helped and just gone and got it for me. Is that what you would have had him do? Towards a bonus action for so for my regular action, I can't use a cantrip and my spell at the same time, right? That will, will that work? No, it's a that level. is the bonus only action. way you can cast two spells in a round. Yep. So, so yes. go ahead. Yeah, because I want to see. Well, I got to see how far away we on. That other group is for me. I think they're uh, they're just too far because I want to hit. I, I want to try to hit the group with a sacred flame, but that is just sixty feet. So I, I mean, don't... you could also move. You could climb down to be next to Norhill. I know that you'd be violating his first rule of being together, but can I maybe go closer to the wall so I'm not violating his rule? <laughs> you can leap down and try to get closer to like in between Klika, who's in the front, and Norhill, who's in the back, making sort of a triangle shape. I'll try that. Yeah. Okay. And, and you want to just up. dust it off at one of them? Yeah. Let me try to stick it to like one of those jerks. Okay. And it's it's a dex of a 15 dex save. Okay. So with that, uh, one of them on the far side, as you shoot this searing uh, line out, uh, he gets hit straight in the face by it and falls to the ground with it. Yeah. And it was nine points of damage, if that makes any difference. Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. And so now, um, is that the end of your turn? Yeah, you've used up your full action economy too. We've been pretty good about that. I'm trying. Now, I'm trying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it. We'll do it. We can do it. I've only used one villainous action. I definitely don't have two more. Uh, but now it goes to Norhill at the top of the round. Okay, let's see. Norhill is trying not to violate his rule of staying together, but 25 feet of movement doesn't give him a lot to work with. No, it does not. Okay. In our dragon fighting scalene triangle formation. Norhill's going to move 25 feet to here. And okay, then... so he moves up to the front of the triangle. Yep, and then try and use the throwing axe again to hit the one and only one that he can that's within range. Okay. And then what we'll say is if it can hit the next one, it'll keep going. Okay. Uh, let's so see. That get? is and 26 to hit. 
God damn. Okay. Yeah. So it hits the first one and the first one falls to the ground as his neck is severed. And the shark sort of looking hand axe here uh, keeps clipping through the rest of them. So let's roll an attack roll for the next one in line. Uh, The second one is only a 10. So it whizzes past the second one who ducks with a fearful look on his face. Okay. And any other moves? Uh, Not that I want to take this round, no. Fair enough. Okay, and now it goes to Jarzak. Wait, hold on. Okay. That was only that was only one attack action. Can I throw it again? Well, I would say it probably comes back by the end of the round. I don't think it's moving like that quickly. Okay, that yeah. sounds terrifying. If in in, in six that seconds be... you could throw it and catch it three times or something like that by a higher level, that's horrifying to think about. That'd be pretty sweet. That's terrifying. I mean, that axe is moving pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, but no, it makes sense if it basically the... has like the loading property, essentially. Uh, yeah. How much move would it take me to get back off the cliff? Uh, I'll tell you what. If you want to roll an acrobatics check or an athletics check, we can say you get to the very bottom just by sliding very deftly. Uh Sure, I'll do acrobatics. Or you can do a deception check. And you can just lie to yourself and be like, it's actually not that far away when you think about it. And then you'll just appear at the bottom. Perfect. Uh, That's a 14 deception. It's not good enough. If you fail this check, you live up there. That's your new home. Uh, 15 for acrobatics, though, if you wanted that one instead. I guess I could take that one. Uh, So with that, you slide deftly down this uh, way with the axe now in your possession, uh, making it to the very bottom of the ledges. Okay, and then... That'll be your full move with the dash and all that. Yeah, I'll use my bonus action move. Sweet, good thinking. And that'll be it. What does our spooky specter boy do anyway for uh, like, he, his movement? He full dashed up to go fight the dragon because I haven't seen any of the other guys yet. So he just sent mm-hmm. them to the dragon. I mean, it echoes to the chamber. I imagine you can hear that part of it. Okay, then he'll just have it go kill the first thing it can get to. Roger. All right. Works for me. So now uh, next person up is Cleaker. Okay. Um, Bonus action. Chug a potion. Great. We'll take that back. Uh, And then I am going to cast Blink because things are not going great for Cleaker. Uh, that's my bonus action action I will move one two four five six right there doop loop loop got a nat 20 on my blink check I blink out of existence I find the Sam scratches I start a new life (laughs) 
for at least six seconds. But yeah, so Klika darts all the way up to the remainder of the bugbears rushing up. And then as soon as she gets close enough to one of them to swing in, she disappears. Fair enough. Okay. Was that your whole turn? Yep. All right. And so now uh, Lay Dargon um, is going to, on its turn now, fly over to be in between where Klika was, Norhill is, and where Anton is. And it sort of props itself uh, into a position where it like bat wings, its wings in front of itself and starts to breathe into its arms. And you can see as the wings are, I'm sorry, into its wings, uh, which wrap around it. And you can see that same sort of biting icy fog and bits of icy shrapnel start to leak out from the top and from the bottom of its wings where it's kind of wrapped itself up. And as it shoots into the air like a firework, it swings its wings at you guys, uh, or at least Norhill and Anton. Uh, And you two, if you would be so kind, um, can you do me a favor and roll me a dexterity saving throw? Yes. Norhill got an eight. I got a crit. Fuck yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. And so with that, as it shoots up into the air and, uh, and sort of swings its wings around, um, Norhill's whole sort of like lower half seems to be frozen by this sort of heated by its blood yet cold because of the air it just like hits you with a wall of freezing moisture and you are at this point immobilized and frozen to the ground in your current location and the dragon still flying overhead uh sort of leans in and tries swinging at you with its tail from above you just check what uh immobilized does Yeah, I guess uh, I guess to give a uh, uh, the official, it would be restrained because I don't think immobilized is actually, yeah, yeah. So you just be restrained. Speed becomes zero. Attack rolls against have advantage, and your attack rolls have disadvantage, and you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Oh boy! And so now, as it swings in with its tail, I got a crit. All right, well, which I'm not happy can... about. Well, no, I'll spend a use of warding maneuver to at least uh, gain resistance to this damage. Uh, And so with that, you take 22 points of damage before any of the resistances. All right, all right, let's see. So resistance drops that uh, to 11 and Mm -hmm. then down to 8. Damn, you're able to shrug off so much goddamn damage in this. Um, but now the bugbears who were originally running in for Klika see her disappear. And so they halt their march and just like look absolutely puzzled and borderline terrified, but point immediately in Norhill's direction and begin their foolish charge in his direction, rushing straight towards him. Uh, because of the distance, only two of them are able to actually clear the distance. And so two of them, these little dopey guys, start swinging in on Norhill in his restrained position. I'll and I believe you still have the resistance, right? No, it's hmm? just against the one attack. Oh, no. Okay, well, luckily the and, first one and, got a three. And they all have advantage. 
I yeah, I, I rolled a two and a three on the first attack, but the second one that swings in on you, I might be able to hit. Nope, he does not. Because their armor class is 20, right? Yes. So even covered in all your armor, iced up, these guys just keep swinging and bonking off of your armor. And you're just sitting there getting donked back and forth. That crunchy candy coating on all that wonderful innards. Um, and I believe that is it for my turn. And now it goes to Anton. Mr. Hey. Anton of Glory Wake, what do you have for good news? I want to give us some extra hand. I want to toss out. I want to engage this water elemental. Oh boy, water elemental! Right, so it's gonna... I choose you. Yeah, you, right? know, you, you know that for conjure elemental, if you lose concentration on it, the elemental goes berserk, right? Well, there's more of them than there are of you guys, so we're gonna take our contingency. I mean, I also have the the war mage stuff, so I think a war. Cleric, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just want to make sure that we're clear about that point because I've had this go badly for me before. <laughs> All right. Well, so with that, uh, yeah. So you throw the gemstone at the ground. Yeah, I summon the water elemental. And I, I have the stats up on the D and D Beyond, but I don't know how you want me to like act this I out. Mean... Like, do you... I mean, I can I can keep track of the water elemental for you if you'd like, and then you can just kind of command it, and I'll do all the rolling or whatever. I want to see if it could, for Anson's sake, I think he wants it to straight like try to see if it can knock out the rest of those um, uh, the rest of those bugbears. But I'm just gonna find a little token for it. I'm trying to find more water, dude. That's not water. You fucking what's forward? You saying? One second. One second, I might have to drop and come right back. Something on my iPad just updated and it's now working real funky. Oh my goodness. All right, well, let's see how that goes. All right, so technical difficulties out of the way. Our water elemental has appeared. And yeah, okay. So yeah. I imagine when you throw the gemstone down, um, water yeah. from the sort of like the flume here, the, the flows down here like the water sort of like goes to where the crystal shattered and just like it's absorbed from the ice around it and just a large size so like a horse size just geyser of water just erupts and takes on sort of a human-ish form and the bugbears around it look absolutely horrified water elemental i choose you <laughs> i guess he says like do your best, and then he uses, his, and then he's gonna try to get Noel out of the ice. Um, I rolled the strength um, check, and I got a sixteen. Well, that is more than what you needed. So as you do that, you yell, "Do your best!" Still bleeding from the icicles, having cut you up from the frosty breath here. You throw the gemstone down in between the bugbears. Water elemental shoots up, and you bash him with. Uh, I don't even. What would you bash him with? Your shield. Uh, yeah, I feel like it either by my shield, my mace, but my shield I have it like at hand, so I'd yeah. say it's shield. All right, so you bash his leg, and I, I imagine uh, Norhill is able to just like do the other half of the labor, holding onto your shoulder. He just cracks his both of his booted feet out and just Argh. okay. Uh, I'll even say because you use the gemstone, I imagine the conjured elemental will be able to act in this turn, and so with that, the uh, elemental then. Um, begins its assault so you get to command it 
It has a whelm ability where it can enter the space of other critters and start beating the crap out of them. And because these guys are just rinky-dink morons, you might be able to kill two of them like in one turn with this thing. Yeah, I want to try to get, a, get as many as I can in one shot as possible. So as it is summoned from the water, it just like goes to do a belly flop onto two of them and just takes their space. Um, and so with that, uh, they roll for the saving throw. And they fail on the strength saving throw. The pile of water crashes over them and they are destroyed as they are held down under the strength of this thing, just full on smashing it into the ground. So two more of them are left. And that is it for the bugbears. As they look terrified, realizing only one of them got a single hit in in this entire endeavor. Um, okay. Brenton, uh, use the rest of your movement to stand clear. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. The worst thing is if the dragon gets us in more area attacks and both of us go down at once. Alright, so Anton's gonna go 30 feet back just past the hole. Wait, didn't you move up? Oh, did I move up in that move? Oh, actually, no, you didn't. I think Norhill moved in front of you. Either way, we'll say you can move it. I'm just gonna move back near that hole. Okay, so you rush back over Jarzak to where Tuka... like, What the fuck are you doing, Jerzak? <laughs> well, hey. Do, do you see this axe? I got it. We'll go use it. I'm going to kill with it. I was going to say, as he gets the killing blow. <laughs> um, and so uh, now that Anton's uh, turn is up, the dragon again on its turn starts to attack. Uh, and in its turn, it attacks at the water elemental. And so it swings down with its tail, sort of trying to smack it and pierce at it. But this thing has a fuck ton of health. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it the is water a pile there. of living water. So it does have a lot of health, according to D and D Beyond. Yeah. Well, with that, it uh, it definitely smacks at the water, but it doesn't seem to do much. And in its anger, it instead turns towards Anton. And just says, you've been an issue for too long. Your friend may have escaped, but she will return. And uh, here comes Norhill. Okay. You're right. Uh, so first thing, Norhill is going to attempt to attack the bugbears. Mm-hmm. Uh, I crit the bugbear. Oh, sweet. You might actually be able to overkill the minion. All right, That's like uh, the well, nerdiest let's... thing I've said in a long time. <laughs> uh, that is going to be 28 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. All right, so we'll say that once Anton kind of smacks the shield into your leg and you're able to get the majority of ice off of it, you burst forth the first leg, grab onto your war pick, and in like one windmilling sweep, you grab from the backstroke and twirl your whole body around. You manage to smack with the blunt side across both of the bugbear's faces and drop both of them dead to the ground. Uh, and then I'm going to use a little bit of movement to get next to the dragon and try to attack him too. The dragon is flying and it's about 20 feet off the ground. All right, 
well, then I'm going to use my incidental to throw uh, the uh, shark tooth at it. Okay. Incidental. Uh, the one free action that you get um, as part yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. I thought this was uh, just going to be a second attack. Well, yeah, but with a different weapon. Oh, okay, okay. Incidental swap. Okay, I was like, what do you mean you're attacking for freezies? Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I don't think a 15 is going to hit. It does not. You know, that shark tooth thing has been coming in handy, but also not. Um, maybe if, if the dragon would turn? stop flying, the fighter would be able to fight. <laughs> hey, man, that sounds like a you problem. Uh, uh, but yeah, if that's I'm going to use turn... my bonus action to second wind. Nice. Okay. And now it goes uh, but to draw fucking minimum. Uh, sorry if I don't know how to swear on the podcast. Um, but no, yeah, you're, I, you're, I, I rolled you're... minimum. I rolled a one. <laughs> I mean, you had a 10% chance of it. Yeah, but I had a 90% chance of rolling anything else. All right. Listen, Anthony, I don't have time to give you the math podcast. That's the other podcast. But now it goes to Jarzak. Um, so what's our Spectre friend doing? Uh, he's going to move up to the dragon and attack. I got a okay. 17 to hit. Okay. 17 is not enough. Okay. Well, that was all his movement. Um, Dang bugbear specter giving nightmares to the other bugbears before they die. Hmm. Yeah, the question is what Jarzak's going to do. Yeah, it sure is. Are you pretty well out of spells because of the last combats? No. Oh. 15. So the problem is too many options. I uh, no options that will work on this guy. So well that's that's not very good. I guess I'll then use my bonus action move. Or no, how far am I from this guy? Well, the dragon's also flying 20 feet in the air, but from the base, uh, from where you're currently standing, you're about 30 feet away from it now that you've jumped off the ledge to the bottom. Okay. Uh, Sure, I'll use my dash action. And I'm going to use bonus action to Hexblade Curse it. Didn't you already use your bonus action for movement? No. Okay. No, I use my action to dash. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just so you could save it for that? Yep. Perfect. And so with yep. that, the dragon sniffs the air around you and says, A bit of pilfering, eh? Yeah, thanks for the axe. You have a nice, or had a nice treasure hoard. He's like, did you, did you just hit every individual coin to free it from the ice? 
he's like looking around. He's like, look, I know I'm the dragon who just destroyed a whole bunch of people, but that Shake was kind of bag. a mean thing to do. Shake the bag <laughs> of coins. <laughs> um, Jarzak ironically kills it by hucking the bag of coins at it. Um, but yeah, okay. And so now, uh, if that's the end of your turn, goes to Kalika. But wait, before it goes to Kalika, the dragon from where it's flying uh, ducks down a little bit. And could I get a dexterity saving throw from Jarzak, Norhill, the water elemental? And well, I guess the specter can't really do that. Um, And Kalika is currently still on a different plane, right? Yeah, it hasn't started her turn. So if it flew down, does the specter get an opportunity attack then? Uh, no, because it stayed within the threatened range. Since it's a huge what? creature and it's 15 by 15. Wasn't it like ducking down feet? 10 still leaves it. Okay. Because it's not on the ground. It only moved down low enough that it can do as wingies. Uh, uh, and so with that, with the yeah, so now it's only 10 feet off the ground. Um, but using its wings, uh, I'm going to need the dexterity saving throw from, like I said, Jarzak, Norhill, Water Elemental, and that's it. Uh, Norhill got an 18. He's nine? Yep. Right, bro. And the Water Elemental cruised above the number it needed. Oh, actually, wait a minute. No, it didn't. Oh, no, the Water Elemental is going to fall down to the ground and look like a fool. Uh, how does water fall over? It becomes a puddle. I was gonna say, yeah, it's immune to becoming prone. <laughs> that that checks out. Absolutely <laughs> checks that's, out. That's why I was looking it up. I was like, you know, I haven't seen too many waters fall on their knees before. Um, but with that, um, yeah. So what did Norhill get again? Eighteen. Okay, so that uh, Norhill and Jarzak both fall prone, and you guys take, oh, snap, uh, 16 points of bludgeoning damage. And the dragon now goes flying past the specter, taking the attack of opportunity and making it to the other side of where Klico once was, closer to the entrance by the ice bridge. Uh, Norhill bloodied, and was Norhill close enough to the dragon to also get an attacking opportunity? Sure. I don't think I've used my reaction yet this round. No, Norhill fought. Jarzak's got knocked prone, right? Yep. But you have the ability to use an attack of opportunity if you'd like as well. Yes, I would. You know, I figured I'd do that for you. At misadvantage. What do we got? I missed. The Spectre missed too. Very well. And so now uh, it goes to Klika. Does she pop back? Yeah. how high is the dragon in the air now? Uh, at this point, since it's flying over the bridge, it's about 35 feet since it's hovering over the bridge. Great. Clicka will just re-up here under the bridge, put her finger up to her <laughs> lips to everyone else, like, shh. And then, <laughs> uh, That's so stupid. Yeah. 
Why is that funny? I have no idea, but just the idea of Klinka pooping back into existence <laughs> under the bridge, like, it'll never know. <laughs> Gonna cast mirror image, and oh, then... Yeah, Klinka got real in the spicy danger zone, and she's making sure she doesn't go back. Um, <laughs> and I think she will... Uh yeah, she'll bonus action hide to see if she can be a very sneaky goblin. She got a ten, really good. She poofs out of existence, so so it doesn't matter. She is so hidden; she's no longer in this realm. Fuck it, nor that, any of the other clicas. Yeah, yeah. There were, then, the then, then there were four clickers, and now there's none. They are all playing patty cake with the Sasquatches. Um, So the dragon now scuttles forward a couple feet in the air and rears its head back and prepares for another breath attack. Could I get a constitution saving throw from everybody except for Klika, including the specter as well as the water elemental? Do you want me to roll the water elemental saving throw? Yes, please. You you. got it. I'll do that for a friend. It failed. What the hell? I keep getting like 22s on my con. Damn. Oh, good for you. Norhill fumbled. Anthony, you have to succeed one of your saving throws. No, apparently not. This game hates me. Uh, 18 for Jarzak and an 11 for the Spectre. Nice. Not, not, Not nice because of the Spectre, but you know what I'm saying. Oh boy. Okay. Um, so it would seem that Jarzak and Anton are the only ones who passed. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So now we have 10. Uh, 21. 24. Okay. I deal 27 points of damage to everybody except for Jarzak and Anton, who take half. Norhill is in the danger zone. Get over there. In the danger, Norhill. Um, okay. And then, yeah. It spends the rest of its movement mockingly flying to the other side of the room with its enhanced six speed. It flies to the complete other side, mockingly laughing as it does. And now it goes to Anton. One second. Just okay. Damage. Uh, I gotta go hit Norhill up with a cure wounds. You also gotta roll that concentration check. Oh, I'll do a second one. Hmm? Why can't I? At least you have it at advantage too. But wouldn't it be funny? Sorry, I feel like I'm blinking on how to roll a concentration check. Is it the constitution saving throw where the DC is equal to 10 or half the damage dealt, whichever is higher? Which in your case it's. 14 on that one. Okay, cool. So with that, the uh, conjured elemental does not go haywire. All right. 
now I'll go over to Norhill and I just want to make sure I can get over to him. That's a bigger question. Yeah, I think you got the speed. Yeah, I'm going to get over there and cast a cure wounds. Perfect. Second. Ten points. Okay, dokie. And then did you want your water elemental to chase the dragon or did you want it to do something else? Um, I wanted to chase the dragon. Okay. I will say because it was hit by a cold spell, it moves only ten feet instead of its normal speed. Uh, but on the double dash, it moves oh, it 20. Oh, became like a slushy. <laughs> it's got blood in it, so it's a big cherry slush rolling down yeah, the road. No, just throw a healing potion in there. Get that freezy. <laughs> Very well. Um, okay, and if that's the end of your turn, it goes back to Norhill at the top. I'm trying to check. I don't, I don't think that... I'm just trying to see if I don't think that would be a good time for the horn. I don't see how the horn can help me right now. Well, you did move and cast a spell, so I don't think you'd be able to, right? Yeah, I, it's... Um, I, don't, I don't see how any of these would help me at the moment, just because that fucker moved so far away. So, yeah, I'm good. Um, okay. And so if that's the end of your turn, Norhill's up. So Norhill, what he what are you doing? Uh, Norhill's moving up 25 feet in the dragon's de- general direction. Uh, and then he's going to use his action to dodge and heal. Perfect. Man, that 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 feat's kind of come in handy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. a person who just rolled like a three on their I did. I I also just rolled a three on that healing too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think <laughs> that's what I meant. Wake for the end of this fight, guys. The dragon keeps running away and twenty five <laughs> foot speed. You guys are just like, you don't know play, what? Don't play fighters, kids. It sounds like fun until you get until you get to higher levels. All right, all right. Stop ruining <laughs> the dreams of children. This. <laughs> <So, laughs> That's not funny. Uh, so now it goes to Jarzak. Yep. Uh, so the specter will take its move. And I guess it'll dash okay. and get behind the dragon. Okay. That's kind of creepy. I had a little waggling ghost chasing him around in here. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's it going to take for me to climb up this cliff here to the right of me? Hmm. I mean, I'll say because it is such a steep one, there is something of like an angle to it. So it's not just a sheer flat face like the one you guys keep jumping out of. Um, so it's going to be one heck of an athletics check to climb up it. Unless you have climbing tools that you can immediately put to use. But there is a stairwell on the complete opposite side of the river, which is not going to be very easy to get to. Hmm. 
Yeah, okay, so instead of doing that, I'm just gonna move up here under the bridge and prepare an action. Okay. Next to the <laughs> interdimensional Klika yep. panic party? Yeah, if the panic party gets close enough to Jarzak, it'll go off. And that's to cast fly on me and Klika. Okay. Dang, you had fly all along? Oh, but that's concentration. You sure is. <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't plan on going after you. Um, okay. And so the dragon, if that's the end of your turn. Uh, yeah. Okay. The dragon, uh, with its action, is going to try to attack the specter. Swinging at it, and uh, what's the armor class of the Spectre? The Spectre's armor class is 12. Oh, boy. Okay, so it swings in and hits it and deals 18 points of damage. Yeah. Spectre's looking good. Oh, did. Oh, as good. it, as it, it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> no. Looking good like it's finally ready to move on. Yeah, it got put to rest. After all this time. <laughs> so sad. Well, <laughs> goodbye, Spectre. I guess that wasn't a bad use of the old dragon stuffs. Uh, and with that, it mockingly howls back at you and says, I'm not fearful of your Spectres. But, okay. Uh, now, it goes to Klika. All of them. Okay, Klika just pops back into existence. What's up? Echoes the rest Jar of the images of Klika. Jarzak looks over, sees like five Klikas, and is like, oh shit, which one do I cast fly on? <laughs> Swings it for the one on the right, because that's always the right choice. <laughs> cast fly. Very well. All right, it was Klika's new anti-gravity features she is going to probably ch chug a lug another healing potion real quick before anything as a bonus action very good where is this thing headed it's uh, plus two so nine 45. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, and then she will fly up to get into contact with the dragon. How high in the air is it? Uh, at this point, across the room, a solid 40 feet off the ground. Great. Yeah, I should be fine. Then. I grabbed the wrong thing. Okay. <laughs> just got tossed across the map real quick. Yeah. Uh, so then she will make her attack with Booming Blade because the thing loves to fly around like an asshole. Gets a 13. Pretty cool. Uh, oh, no. It's been a tough fight. Like ever since Norhill got the highest initiative, we all knew something was wrong. That was my first time missing though, so that's all right. Um, yeah, and then she will do do do. I uh, does not blink out of existence. Just Klika and 
her four best friends hanging out in front of the dragon. Very well. Well, now the dragon's turn, uh, looking at Klika in a very strange way, looking at all the different Klikas there, um, just begins to swing and swat in. Also, behind the DM's curtain, I have been recharging this dragon's breath like every single turn. And I feel so bad about that because that is not good for you guys. But with that, it swings in with both of its uh, claws and it uh, tries to snap in and bite Klika as well. Um, and so I'm, I don't take disadvantage because you and your clones, I just have a good chance of hitting one. Uh, yeah, I need to roll the d20. Uh, yeah, okay. so you're going to target one of my clones for this attack. All right. So for the damage, do I actually have to do damage on it or does it just dissipate? You have to hit it. It's AC is 15. I got a 29. Okay, yeah. So then, yeah, if it takes any damage, it disappears. Okay. The second attack, I got a 26. Uh, as it swings in with its other gigantic clawed paw. And that one's going to be on Klika. You said you got a 26? Yep. Okay, yeah. So that'll hit. Okay. And I deal 16 points of damage. Okay. Oh boy. And then last, it tries to chomp in on you. You still have all your little particles around you, or did you have to roll for concentration? Uh, it's not a concentration check. Good. I, I would be very worried. I it was in the last. Did one have to roll missed. it on my shadow blade, but I've been making those. So. Okay. And I only got a thirteen on the uh, bite, so the thing stays in place with you. And uh, realizing it probably has its sweet breath attack back, uh, hint, it does, um, it just takes flight and tries to scoot past you. So you can do an attack of opportunity if you'd like, as it flies to the other complete opposite side of the room to evade you. Does a 17 hit? It does not, but I do get hit by the booming blade, I imagine. No, because I didn't hit it. Okay. I, I, yeah, I missed on my turn. So, did I successfully just leave a combat with one of you guys and not take damage from something? Mm-hmm. That is remarkable. But even more remarkable than that is Anton. So, Anton, your turn is up. Let's go. So, I was going to think because I do still have potions up for health. I want to see if I could use the last of my spell slots to hit this guy with a. Um, a scorching ray. I was gonna bring back. I was gonna bring the flaming sphere back out, but I'm like that fucking thing can't fly. So, <laughs> what's the uh, what's the range on the scorching ray? Scorching ray is 120 feet. So, you know what? Let me actually triple check the. Distance. Oh, you're you're good. Uh, and because it's flying up in the air, you can actually see up over the ledge because this thing is way up there. So as the dragon mockingly flies away from Klika, taunting, all of a sudden you start start shooting laser beams at it. Yeah, three laser beams. So I'm gonna. I smell a crit. I'm trying to roll the laser beams really quick. One of them is an 18. That's a hit. One of them is a 16. That is not a hit. A 15. That is also not a hit. Fuck. All right, one of them hit. Mm hmm. One second. Trying to. Come on. Well, 
One second. Six points of damage. That was a fucking waste. Oh, no. All right. Six points of damage it is. And as you shoot it, the thing no just more kind of up. like... That was a fucking waste. My God. You've got the cantrips. Not that but, good. Um, would... Look, okay. What do you want me to say? Uh, at this point, the dragon sort of just embraces the scorching ray and just starts cackling to itself. Uh, did you want to move? Oh, whoops. It takes, uh, it hit me once, right? Yeah, it takes 10 damage from my fire shield. I forgot about that. Okay, it dies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the only I damage it. I did it on did to it on my turn, so I'll take it. Sure, you will. Um, okay, and so uh, was Anton going to do anything else or just stand still and fire off laser beams? I don't know if moving anything anywhere else will be as advantageous. I feel like I'll be. No, I can't really okay. think of anything. I, I mean, unless everyone else needs to move and I can use my horn to get everyone marching. With the horn's march ability, what does that one do? Uh, let me find it one second. Sorry, something the iPad and something changed. They did an update and it now sucks ass. Really bad. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> so March is all allies within sixty feet may move. Provoking attacks opportunity. Bravery is a target within sixty feet is a saving throw, or a target may attack. So no, I don't know if the sixty feet's worth it. So maybe I'll. I mean, sixty feet will get Jarzak and Norhill and the Water Elemental. So you can spend your action to at least make Norhill move and Jarzak move if he wants to. Yeah, I think I'll do the um, the march action because bravery wouldn't make a target within 60 foot rolls a saving throw. That really, I don't know if that helped. And then Valor would attack, which wouldn't help. So yeah, I guess I'll just do march for now. Okay, so all the people who can hear you? Yep. Let's finish them off. All right. So the water elemental will start moving. It goes into the water and it turbo speeds because naturally it's a water elemental. So it makes it pretty much over to the edge. <laughs> it just turns into a jet ski once it hits the water. Norhill's going to stand over there on the water's edge. And the water does not look that deep at all. Like knee high at the most. The terrifying part is getting out of the water. Because that water is going to get very cold afterwards. What about Jarzak? Is he moving in the water? Uh, not in the water, but he, he's flying. Oh, true, true. Okay, so he comes jetting out from underneath there, racing up by the water elemental and flying up to the edge by the dragon. Are you in the air at like the dragon's height? Uh. No, I'm like 10 feet up. I'm not quite as high as the dragon right now. Okay. And with that, now it goes back to the top of the round to Norhill. All right. Uh, Norhill is first and foremost going to use a bonus action to drink a potion of greater healing. Okay. Which is 4d4 plus 4. A few roll ones. I'm just saying, we can always quit now. 
What do we get? Let's see, I heal for 12. Okay, it's and not too bad. Uh, and you say that the water is only like knee deep. Yeah, once it gets over towards the bigger pooler part over by the stairwell that leads up to the landing on the other side of the river, it does start to get deeper. But the rivery part that you're crossing by is not more than knee high. Uh, so Nordhill's going to 25 feet to there. Okay. Uh, so it crosses the river. Yep. Uh, dodge and heal. Okay, perfect. Um, and that's it? Yep. Now it goes to Jarzak. Let's make this count. Okay. I'll fly up behind it and attack. All right. Let's get a crit. Are you using the fancy blade? Oh, what, the one I just picked up? No, the sword. Oh, the uh, normal swordsman one. sword. Yes, I am not going to use the great weapon fighting, though. Okay. Ooh, because that could have. Oh, I did. I forgot about that. Yeah, yes. maybe not a great idea against dragons. Yep. No, that was that was that was my first because I always use it, but <laughs> unless I stay otherwise, and uh, it did not go well the first time I swung swung down at him. Uh... There we go. I just was making my to hit the right value. Okay. Okay, I attack. It's a 16 to hit. That is a miss. As you swing in, it uh, glances off of the scales, and the dragon whips around at this new foe. Oh, boy. Do you get a second attack? Is a 24 oh to hit. Sick. All right, All right, let's go. Rip it. Fucking tear yeah. that. And I'm going to expend a fourth level spell as well. To do a hex, but I will do my regular slashing damage first. That's eight damage. Nice, nice. And then my spell damage is going to be 5d8. Yep. What are you expending to do? Uh, 18 damage. I'm using uh, one of my Eldritch uh, invocations, invocations. Or whatever. Yeah, it's a uh... Eldritch Smite. Yeah. Once per turn, when you hit a creature with your pack weapon, you can expend a warlock spell slot to deal an extra 1d8 force damage to the target plus another 1d8 per spell slot level. And you can knock the target prone if it is huge or smaller, which I think you said it was huge earlier, so it gets knocked prone. There is. Okay, so with that, the dragon, as it turns around to face you, you do the uh, two-handed and just nail it, and the thing just goes hurtling to the ground. And yeah, so it just lands the ground with a crash, cracking the ice underneath its weight. Then you get the bonus damage from your hex if you didn't add that and all that good stuff. Yeah, I did not add that yet. Um, I think you have that other invocation that lets you do. That's just a D6. Four more damage. The other one's a bonus action thing, which I already used my... Did I use my bonus action? I did no. not. Yeah, I don't think so. So I will fly within 30 feet of it and use my bonus action to deal an additional five psychic damage. Okay. Where does the additional damage come from? Maddening Hex. 
Okay. You know. Yeah. That old chestnut. Yeah, there's a bonus okay. action. You can deal five damage to someone you have hexed within 30 feet of okay. you. So. Very well. well, I guess as it lands on the ground and looks up to you with the ice kind of rattling around in its chest as it's about to gush another one up at you, <laughs> you insultingly glare back at it and it feels a very painful headache. Um, okay, and now it goes to Klika. Oh, good. Klika's been waiting for this. She will fly in range. Doodle loop. We got one more sick villainous action. Don't you worry. Everybody get nice and close to daddy. It's prone, so I have advantage. Now. Did it take fall damage? Just making sure. No, it didn't take fall damage. 17 doesn't no, hit, actually. Right? A what? 17 doesn't hit? It does not. Okay. Nat 20 on that uh, second one, because I'll spend two sorcery points to bonus action attack again. Uh, so here we go. That's what are we attacking with? Booming Blade. Okay. And that's 40 damage. You said 40 damage? Yeah, I crit. Yeah, okay. That'll fucking do it, I guess. Oh, yeah. moly. Oh my like goodness. I said, I, I wasn't going to pass up the opportunity now that it's prone. So now that it's uh, prone on the ground, did you have any other actions? Uh, let me see. Do I want to do... I, no, I don't. I already used my action bonus action. Okay. So with that... I do blink uh, out of existence. Oh, very well. So as you hit it with the booming blade and manage to skewer it in the back of the head, the thing bleeding from so many different wounds and its burns and all these other attacks upon it, it just kind of nestles itself under its wings and starts to breathe its cold air under its own wings. And Jarzak, what you see is something almost nightmarish if it didn't catch your attention in such a strange and curious way. You see a thick glaze begin to form over its torso and its whole body as it begins to sort of make a frozen carapace over itself. And it just becomes one frozen little shelled being and just kind of sits there underneath it. And, oh, interestingly enough. Okay. And that's that's it for its turn. Did it so stand now, up from prone? Oh, no. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, it crouches, so it's not prone. It's just kind of like in a shape. You know what I mean? But it's covered in the layer of ice. Uh, but now it goes to Anton. Anton, I think I want to get him within about 60 feet of it. I want to see if hitting it with a um, another um, uh, a scorching rail uh, oh, another um Sacred flame will do anything to it, but I'm just trying to see where 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 I can go to get within thirty feet. Oh. You'd have to, yeah. I was gonna say you'd have to move back to the little ten foot portal and climb your way back up it, and that alone would be a double move. I'm imagining for you, so you wouldn't even be able to do it this mm. turn. Dang it! But it might set you up for a good position for next turn. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. Because I, I don't, because I'm, I'm afraid of getting too close and causing problems. So, yeah, I think okay. I can backtrack and get a better, more advantageous spot. Okay. And 
So that the uh, water elemental, did you want that to move forward as well? Yeah, I want that to go right into the thick of it. All right, so a jet skis through the water, sort of slushes its way up the icy wall, and parks right where Klika used to be before she dipped into the Sasquatch dimension. Um, and so now, if that's the end of your turn, it goes to Norhill. Uh, Norhill is just going to double move up 50 feet, and that's all he can do. And now it goes to Jarzak. So before you is the great white worm encased in an entire like shell of ice. So what would you like to do? You're muted, by the way. I'd like to unmute my mic and uh, attack the shell, like I've been saying, Dan. Uh, <laughs> no, I think only the people in your house could know that. But okay, so what weapon are you using to swing in on it? I'll use this new axe. Okay, so you're going to get the plus one on damage and on attack rolls with it, as it's a plus one weapon. Okay, so you swing in on it. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. Uh, not 20. Okay. So go ahead. You can actually roll with an advantage on the damage. Well, uh, roll damage twice. Yeah, 16 damage. Okay, and that's total? Yeah. So as you bash it Dude, on the was it, wait, was it a battle axe or a great axe? Great axe. What's the dice on that? 12? D12, right? The old D12. Okay. Uh, that's actually going to be 21 to damage. Damn. Okay. And so with that, you swing in at it and you crunch into the icy shell, not enough to break through it, but you definitely frack it quite a bit. And as you do, you see the bright blue eye of the dragon sort of like glare in your direction. And you can see more cracks beginning to form around the icy shell as the dragon seems to be moving a little bit underneath its freezing layer of ice. So through the crack, can I stab through to the dragon with the longsword now? No, you wouldn't be able to reach into there. I'm saying you're just cracking through the top layer like okay. you're chipping away at an ice block. Then I'll swing at it again. All right, good luck. A 13 to hit. That is a hit. And that's going to be 10 damage. Okay. So it's not enough to batter through the thick layer of ice. And um, I'll use my bonus action to do 5 damage to the dragon. <laughs> that's so insulting. Okay. It did looks you add, underneath. Did you add your hex damage too? No, this isn't my hex weapon, so I can't. Uh, right? Sure. No. Well, mm-hmm. with hex plates curse, I'm not sure. So you're not hitting it. Yeah, no, no. Okay. And now, if that's the end of your turn, it goes to Cleaker. Okay, Cleaker comes back. Just pretty good. Uh, we'll pop 
over here. Uh, do I have flanking with Jarzak? Sure. All right, let's do it. 19 hits. Yeah. I like how you guys are just beating the crap out of this icy rock. <laughs> like the icy shell just smacking and chipping away at it. Yup. Uh, 26 damage. Okay. See, if somebody had shattered, that would be so sick right now. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, you know, I'm and... thinking back to every group that ever had shatter that never had a cool place to use it. And this would be so sick. And I will do sorcery point stuff to get sorcery points back for my bonus action. So don't, I'll do that. And I do not blink out of existence. So that'll be good when this thing explodes right next to me. Hey, whoa. Who said it was going to explode? Dan, I've played a video game before. So, so anyway, the shell explodes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a dexterity seven throw um, from, let's see, everybody except for Anton, which even Anton. Yeah, no, no, Anton. How am I in the what? radius? Because yeah, you're within 60 feet. Don't worry, it's not that bad for you. Well, no, I'm also 30 three. feet up. What? Like, we're yeah, it goes flying up. everywhere. Okay. I just. All right. No, I'm One particularly malicious slice of ice goes flying and hits Norhill in the head. Soft 20. It's not 24. even sharp. It's just a big ass ice cube. Um, very well. So naturally, Norhill takes the, the biggest hit with the damage down there. Don't worry, I scaled the damage here. You're fine, Norhill. It's just gonna suck. Um, okay, so with that Norhill down below, as a few very sharp ones come flying as the ice breaks open, um, Norhill, oh Jesus Christ, okay, uh, 5, 10, 13 points of damage, uh, slashing damage. I could not hear you for the life of me, what did you say? 13 points of slashing damage. And then everybody upstairs again. Oh, good. Well, at least we've been staying bloody to not dying. You know, that's always a perk. Uh, 14 points. Oh, wait, sorry, not 14. 28 points for the group up top, unless you made your saving throw, in which case it is 14. I think the only one who failed was our friend, the slushy. Nope, slushy passed too. But having taken half damage, uh, oh, it's not even cold, so he's not even a slush. Makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah. And so for the rest of its turn, um, it's going to do a quick dash, disengagey, disengagey move with its sweet little spell effect. And I'm going to cast what could probably be regarded as my last breath weapon as it takes flight, lifts up. Can I uh, opportunity attack? No, nah, because I used the uh, disengage. I have cast that spell upon myself and it has been working out pretty good. But that 40 was the only thing that really shook me on that saving throw. But Constitution is this guy's fucking calling card. So with that, our friends, can I get a Constitution saving throw? Who's rolling? 
Um, I believe it takes everybody damage just... from the uh, booming blade when it moves. What about fire shields from hitting you? Very much so. If it well, it has to be a melee attack. As the dragon lifts off the ground with deft, unbelievable speeds, an implosive explosion occurs, and the dragon, with its bones broken from its own liftoff and implosion, smacks into the wall and falls to the ground dead with a tremendous thud. Fucking got him! (laughs) And that's where we're going to end it. Booming blade, baby! (laughs) Hey everyone, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter. Or you can even send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Don't